together growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, from verse 1 to verse 6. Jesus goes back into his own country with his disciples. But when he gets there, he is not really welcomed by his own people. He goes into the synagogue and he preaches and people take offense at what he says and at what he does. And so there is great rejection. But what disturbs me and what puzzles me is what Mark talks about is that he could not do much. He could not do mighty works there because of their of their rejection, number one. But number two, he, he, he marveled, he was shocked at their lack of unbelief, at their lack of faith. And these two things, for me, they speak volume. And I'm looking at Jesus who goes and he does what he knows is necessary but people do not accept it. People take offense at what he does and what he says. Have you ever found yourself at odds or at war with people that you were trying to help? That whatever you have said and done somehow has been turned against you? that you are made to believe that you are one who has done something wrong. And sometimes you try to, to avoid an argument to keep, the pay, to keep the peace, to do things even though you know that they themselves are not okay. And you suffer Silently. I'm looking at Jesus who goes into his own people and who, at the back of his mind, who says to himself, I've gone around the world, as it were, and I have preached, and people have, have converted. I have laid hands on people, they've been healed. Everywhere else in the world, People have come to be better. But I come to my own and my own do not recognize that. But for me, it's not even the recognition of that. It is the rejection that they give. They reject Jesus outrightly. They reject his teachings. They reject what he does. Not because they question his teaching, not because they question his power, but they question why is it given to him. Recently, I was reflecting and thanking God for entrusting and trusting me with his gifts, with his blessings. But also trusting you with his gifts and with his blessings. Trusting you with the lives of other people. 
And as a parent, the Lord has trusted you with your children. As a leader, the Lord has trusted you with the people you lead, has trusted you with your siblings, with your colleagues. You and I have no power and we don't deserve what God has given us. But what he has given us is a reflection of who he is. And so when they reject Jesus, they don't just reject what he does and who he and, and what he teaches, but they reject him as a person. They ask themselves, what kind of teachings? Where did you get this wisdom? How can you be so great? And unfortunately, there are people who are still stuck in that. Can anything good come from the house of Nazareth? Can anything good come from his mouth? We are still stuck in our own prejudices. We categorize people. We put them in a box. And we make general statement about human beings. We discriminate based on culture, on language, on race, on the region where you come from. We define you by the accent you use. We honor you by the car you drive, the house you live in. And so they reject Jesus and they reject the truth. What disturbs me the most is that Jesus is shocked at their lack of faith. That speaks volumes. Why is he shocked at their lack of faith? Why is he shocked at their unbelief? Well, partly because he expected them to have faith. Now I'm asking, could it be possible that Jesus is shocked at my lack of faith? Expecting to find so much faith, but there was none. And, and he couldn't do much. He couldn't. Sometimes we are very quick at judging God and saying, but God is far away from us. God is so distant from us and God is not helping us. Where is my faith? Do I have that faith? But what also disturbs me is that he couldn't do much, not just for those who lack faith, but for everybody else. So in as much as I've said before, we are blessed by those around us, but we are also cursed by and through and because of those around us. Sometimes by association, 
we receive blessings. By being at the right place with the right people and disposed to those, we receive blessings. And this you see when we go to holy places of pilgrimages. We receive special graces. When we go to churches, we receive special graces. But also, I, I also want to argue, when we go to wrong places, we are prone to be attacked by the evil one. When we associate ourselves with evil people, we are prone to be attacked. And sometimes we are not struggling because we've done anything wrong. We are struggling because we've moved away from the place of grace. And sometimes we are struggling because we have associated ourselves with evil people and with evil practices. And so Jesus could not do much because of their lack of faith. It disturbs me bitterly that the Lord expected but he couldn't. Go back. You remember that story when Jesus moves from Bethany going to Jerusalem and he sees a fig tree and he expects fruits and he doesn't get them and he curses the tree. And they ask him, but Lord, why? He said, because I expected. There's an expectation. And so when the Lord expects something from me and I do not deliver, what happens? He's, he, he's disappointed. And so there are expectations. Every day the Lord expects that I bear fruits. Go back to the symbolism or the, the parable of the, of, of the talents. Every day the Lord gives us talents. At the end of the day, he expects us to give back that which we have done throughout the day. But what happens if I cannot offer him anything? That lack of commitment, that lack of faith. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to inspire us, and may Almighty God bless us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.